Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? Well, my week is going better than Elon Musk's. Why? Did you not see today's explosion? No, okay. actually I didn't. It was so, kind of a hectic day. So. Uh, well, yeah, you had a, had a few things going, I'm sure. I just happened to yes. see it going across Twitter. The SpaceX rocket that they were supposed to launch today uh, blew up on the launch oh, pad. Oh, yes, 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 I did see that. Incredible But no one explosion. was hurt. No but one no was one was hurt. hurt. I would right. only bring it up because okay. no one's hurt. Just, right. Just Elon's wallet. Well, that's unfortunate. Yes. So I'm having a better week than he is. And I didn't have anything blow up this week, so that was good. Well, that's that's excellent. Do you normally have things that Not really. blow up? Just, okay. uh, just during 4th of July and New Year's, I guess. So um, football's kicking off tonight. Yes. We're recording this on Thursday evening. We, we should include maybe a Southern Baptist football moment of the week. Oh, wow. No. That could be very interesting. Not many of our Southern Baptist colleges have football, though. I mean, a bunch of them do, but there aren't too many that are widely known. We sort of threw that out there a couple of years on April Fool's Day. Like, oh, uh, yes. like we were going to have a football team. Yes. And a couple of people actually believed us, which was really fun. People believe stuff every April Fool's Day. I know. It's it fantastic. Fun. It's so fun. And then what's really fun, if you tweet it out, is then to watch someone else say, hey, friend, look at what day it is. And so we don't even have to tell. And yeah. it, you know. What was the but, mascot that y'all were kicking around? Uh, the gopher? gophers. Yeah. Gophers. Why, why yes. the, oh, because I am gophering. Yes, go. I am going. Yeah. But hey, big day this or big week this week at Southeastern. Y'all launched a new website. We did for our college, uh, and and that was was really exciting. Very new uh, for a very long time. Our college site has been um, set kind of the same thing as our seminary website, and so we launched a new one that's really kind of focusing on the personality of the college, uh, who, uh, the college at Southeastern is, and, and we're getting a new way to tell that story. Yep. One thing I was very disappointed in, in your website though, in the house system, there's no, yes. there's no Hufflepuff house. Well, I, first of all, let me just be really clear. I am in the Ravenclaw house. Oh. So if we had been able to, uh, throw in a Harry Potter reference, I would have been advocating for Ravenclaw. Oh, all right. Well, Anyway. Do you, let, let, but let's go ahead and, and make it really clear. Do you know what any of that means? Uh, no, not really. I, I, just I haven't read to, it. I haven't seen the movies. I just want to make sure that was clear and public to all that you're talking about things you don't know about. But I can tell <laughs> That happens you, every week this week. And, uh, you know. <laughs> but I've taken quizzes that verify I'm Ravenclaw. I knew the minute I read it, I'm Ravenclaw. You just have to own it sometimes. Mm. All right. Well, I have no idea what that means. But before we jump into the news and notes and Jonathan talking about other things that he doesn't know about, uh, let's thank our sponsor, Designed to Lead, the new book from Eric Geiger and Kevin Peck. In Designed to Lead, authors Eric Geiger and Kevin Peck argued that churches that consistently produce leaders have a strong conviction to develop leaders, a healthy culture for leadership development, and helpful constructs to systematically and intentionally build leaders. All three are essential for leaders to be formed through the ministry of a local church. To pick up your copy and get your free resources related to the book, visit designedtolead.com. That's designedtolead.com for the new book, Designed to Lead, by Eric Geiger and Kevin Peck. I can't wait to read that one. And also, I have a free signed copy to give away each week in September. So really? the first person who responds to the SBC this week, Twitter handle, wanting the free book, I'm going to send it to you. 
So Wow. So I don't have a copy. Can yep. I tweet? I've got a copy for you this. at the house as well. Oh, fantastic. Because I was going to ask if there was a rule against me tweeting. To You've already asked for that book. So I've already got it uh, I have. set yes. aside for you, ready to go. But yes, I've got an autographed copy. So the first person each week to tweet me at SBC this week will get a free copy autographed by Eric Geiger sent to them courtesy of B&H Publishers. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's jump into the news, Amy. First up, speaking of books, Lifeway Films had a incredibly successful showing this week of The Insanity of God. So there has been a second showing, an encore presentation, if you will, scheduled for September the 13th. You know, I'm really excited about that because I, I didn't get to go this week to see it. So I'm going to have to look and see if, uh, if there's a showing near me on the 13th. Well, you can visit insanityofgod.com to find that local theater. There were theaters sold out across the country. Just an incredible, incredible turnout. Uh, we kind of expected about 50,000 people, you know, hope for mm -hmm. 50,000, had 70,000 show up. So That's crazy. just an insane night uh, for the insanity of God. And uh, just, you know, so much demand that they're going to do another one in two weeks on the 13th. So uh, expecting another one out of that. That's fantastic. And that's a, that's a documentary uh, about Nick Ripken, missionary. Uh, and uh, he's, he comes to Southeastern quite a bit. I, I know he goes around and, and speaks at a lot of places, but he comes to Southeastern quite a bit. And goodness, I mean, every time you just, you're just captivated by his story and, uh, and by his passion for the gospel. So I, I'm really looking forward to seeing this. Yeah, it should be a great turnout once again. I had a chance to sit down with Nick and Ruth Ripken last month and interviewed them with Dr. Rayner for his podcast and had an incredible time with him uh, and his wife and just just great people, great missionaries, uh, and really exemplify what the International Mission Board and our Southern Baptist Missions movement is all about. So uh, if you didn't get a chance to see that, or if you did, uh, tell your friends. Go see it again on Tuesday night, September 13th. Visit insanityofgodmovie.com for all the information about that. All right, next up is uh, the report from the Lifeway Trustees. This past week, we were assembled at Ridgecrest with the Lifeway Trustees. We elected two new trustees, Matt Crawford and H.B. Charles Jr., as well as approving the budget for 2017, just a hair over half a billion dollars for that budget. And uh, just got an update on what's going on with the construction of the new facility and new campus. Uh, there are actually walls going up, Amy. It's pretty exciting. That's really neat. Uh, I know that was, was great to talk about. I know you guys had a lot of good things, very positive stuff. Uh, you you had some other new trustees as well, right? Yes. Had some other new trustees that joining us, uh, the ones that were appointed by the nominating committee at the Southern Baptist Convention. That was their first time to assemble as a trustee board, uh, including Southeastern student Yana Connor. Yes, my very good friend. Um, and I've been very excited for her to uh, just to get to experience to get to experience that. She's a women's ministry director at a church here, so uh, at Oaks Church Raleigh. So anyway, very exciting. I can't wait to hear from her how her trip was. Yeah, it'll be good to hear a report from her as well, Amy. Uh, I know we, we had a great time. Weather was outstanding at Ridgecrest. Arts Need and the, the crew put on a fantastic trustee meeting for us out there in the mountains in North Carolina. And I also got to visit the new renovated clouds coffee shop oh i gotta check that out yep. sometime soon so the uh, the artist rendering of the new building that's on this release it looks really fantastic yes and i've seen some inside stuff 
We just previewed some of the workstations today at Lifeway uh, for the future campus and, and what the workstations may look like, and those things were phenomenal. We were all blown away by those. Uh, that just launched today, the Lifeway Lab, we're calling it. And uh, you can uh, the people that work there can go down, and they're shifting in and out of that area to kind of get a feel for what the office life will be like at the new campus. So it's been exciting, uh, great times right now for Lifeway, an exciting future ahead for us, and uh, just some great leadership under the direction of Tom Rayner. Excellent. One question before we move on to the next thing. Right. Will there be anything like Google, endless salad bars, slides into ball pits, things like that? I, I don't think so. I, I figured as There's much. There's all the Bible you can read. And that is all we need. And, and that's all we need. Just the Word of God. Yes. So yes, we've got a lot of Bible and, yes. and different things like that. So uh, yeah, and all the Tom Rainer books you care to read as well. Which I just finished. Which who one? moved my pulpit? Oh, okay. Who moved my pulpit? I just finished it. Well, did you find out who moved yours? I never had one. Oh, okay. But I really enjoyed that. I think that's a great book for any leader, uh, not just for pastors, but any leader who wants to see change and, and wants to, uh, to, to move things in a positive direction. I think it's really great. Yep. And I am heading actually to your uh, neck of the woods next week. And we are Fantastic. planning a Who Moved My Pulpit basically conference in North Carolina this coming spring. So you have to keep an eye out for that. Uh, listeners in the North Carolina area, we're partnering with the North Carolina Baptist for a leading change in the church conference in Winston-Salem, I think in March of 2017. So I'll be, nice. up, I'll be up at your house next week and we'll actually be able to record in person. Excellent. Excellent. So no more Skype next week for SBC this no week. No more Skype. That's right. It, well, until the week after. Right. So, well, another big event this past week, and uh, we recorded last week's episode at this event. I was at the uh, ERLC National Conference, an outstanding conference put on by the ERLC. Uh, once again, I followed it the second day online. Uh, they did a great job with their online presence and social media during the conference, and I was able to follow it from afar uh, the second day after I had to head to North Carolina to prepare for the trustee meeting for Lifeway. Uh, but I got to go on Thursday in just an amazing amazing lineup of people. I got to see D.A. Horton and uh, Triple E and Brian Loritz just absolutely bring the thunder on that Thursday afternoon and evening. Uh, and then the probably the talking point of the weekend was the interview with Andy Stanley on Thursday night. Yeah, I live streamed that. Watch yeah, that. so that, that seemed to be a uh, kind of the, the, the overwhelming story coming out of it. But there was a lot more to the conference than that one interview. I mean, I was blown away at the quality of the presenters on that Thursday. Yeah, and I want to just throw throw this in. So we've got the wrap-up uh, from Baptist Press that we're going to put in the show notes that deals with, with several things. Matt Chandler, Andy Crouch, Robbie Gallaty, uh, Greg Thornberry, more. Um, but, but the Andy Stanley interview, which was riveting, actually, I, I, I was uh, was very fascinated by that discussion, was not the only major news that came out. There was a great article in the Tennessean about um, really focusing in on one panel and uh, a, a, I guess a strongly worded quote yeah. by the I think the, the term was dumpster fire. Yes. That uh, a provost of Southeastern Seminary, Bruce Ashford, had attributed to right. him. And that, yes. that quote was all over the place about the yes. Uh, conference. Yes, he called the... Uh, a, the presidential election, a nearly unmitigated disaster and a colossal dumpster fire. 
but what he said was that it's taken us, uh, it, it's taken something of this magnitude to awaken us to the fact that we shouldn't be beholden to any narrative and uh, that every political ideology has idols underneath it and the election has unsettled us to realize this. It was, I, I think it's an excellent statement, um, but it was really neat. We were getting hits from everywhere uh, on that article. And uh, so I threw that in there too. I think Bruce has also called this podcast a dumpster fire at times. So that may just be his term maybe, of endearment. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. Well, anyway, there's a, a great write-up, like you said, for the conference at uh, Baptist Press. We'll link to that. And also, um, I'm looking for the online archives. Uh, if I can find those, I will shoot those out there as well on SBC This Week. And uh, follow the Twitter account, uh, at SBC This Week on Twitter, and you can catch that whenever those go up. So uh, those are... Uh, <clears throat> Those videos are must-see. There were some really, really good presentations uh, this year. Some of the best I think I've seen top to bottom at any conference I've been to. So uh, just a fantastic job. Kudos again to Dr. Moore and his team for their ERLC National Conference. All right, down to Alabama. The Alabama State Board of Missions offices are proposing a key swap uh, with the Baptist Health uh, center in Alabama, basically giving them the Alabama Baptist building and building a new 39,900 square foot building in Prattville, Alabama, just north of Montgomery, uh, position them a little bit better off for ministry in the state and reduce some facility spending, uh, very similar to what Lifeway is doing with its campus here in downtown Nashville, just moving a few blocks, but saving millions upon millions of dollars in facility spending each year. Uh, the savings would not quite be that level with the Alabama Baptist State Board of Missions, but uh, a still a good savings nonetheless annually for their facilities. That's great. It's really good seeing all of us kind of think outside the box, make sure we're doing uh, the best we can do with the resources that we have. It looks like Alabama Baptists have done just that. Uh, and I like that just exchange of keys. I think that's kind of kind of neat. So, yep. And Alabama, I think, becomes the at least the third Southern state convention in the last couple of years to move into a new office building, downsize basically, and also saving facility costs. Uh, Tennessee right. and Florida have already done the same. Alabama will be the third. So uh, just kind of keep a lookout on that. A lot of these conventions are in older facilities that were built for larger staffs, just right. downsizing, kind of the same thing that Lifeway went through as well. So seems to be a trend, and I bet that this will not be the last one we see. Now, Amy, last week, your SBC this week was about the first Baptist in space. This week, Southern Seminary talked to an astronaut in space. Yeah, this was a first uh, for chapel at Southern Seminary, I'm going to guess. I mean, in the years I was there, we never saw anything like this. Uh, Albert Moeller, Dr. Moeller, interviewed Jeff Williams, uh, who's commander for Expedition 48 of the International Space Station. Um, he has spoken there before, and uh, it says he listens to Dr. Moeller's podcast while he's in orbit, which is pretty fascinating. That is amazing. I would love if someone would listen to our podcast in orbit, but I don't think they will. I don't think our listener base is that big. If I was in orbit, I would listen to the podcast. That's great, Jonathan. Oh, if you were in orbit, I don't know that we'd be able to record the podcast, no, but maybe they were able to. a little bit to... of a delay. Yes, they, but, but they I were able to But I will not be using the SpaceX rocket to get into orbit. 
Wow, you tied everything together, didn't did. you? Last week, this everything. Um, but anyway, he spoke for about 15 minutes at the beginning of uh, the chapel hour. It said from 250 miles above Earth, just after the International Space Station had passed North America. Um, and it, it orbits the Earth every 90 minutes. So uh, it's really neat. He talked about spacewalking and what it's like to see... God's creation, what it's like to experience the vastness um, of space. But Dr. Moeller asked him what he missed most about Earth, and he talked to basically about his family, which is, is, I think, what we would expect, but that was just really neat. And then the best part was it says at the conclusion of the interview, uh, he performed a zero-gravity backflip and waved to the chapel audience. And not to be outdone, Dr. Moeller did a backflip off the stage at Southern. You're not going to find that in the Baptist Press story. So, that's because folks, they, they, that's... they buried the lead. What can I say? Okay, I want to see that someone should write that for the Babylon Bee. <laughs> Dr. Moeller stage diving off the uh, the chapel stage. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's no, not going to happen. Gonna but happen. he's been in space 534 days. Yeah, his wife, uh, he said that she's handled it well. That's a long time. Yeah, that is a long time. I guess they talk. Well, that, I guess like, they do. Like he was talking uh, to the chapel. That phone know, bill but... must be just enormous. All right, it's time to move on now. <laughs> We're digressing. So there was another conference in Nashville last yes, week. Yes, there was a missions conference down there at Brentwood Baptist. Yes. Uh, so this came actually kind of right on the tail end of the ERLC National Conference. I wonder if some people maybe even took the opportunity yep. to, to go to both. Well, I saw our friend Alan Cross at oh, the yeah. National at Conference, both. and he was there on Thursday and headed to the uh, the missions conference on Friday. Yeah, very smart, very smart. So this is the Reaching the Nations in North America conference, and it was at Brentwood Baptist Church in uh, Brentwood, just south of Nashville, but the North Carolina Baptists were very involved in the planning of this. So uh, so we knew, and Southeastern had some sponsorship there, so we were were aware and looking forward to it. Um, Ed Stetzer was a, 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 one of the main speakers there, Jenny Yang from World Relief, and uh, J.D. Payne, and then several others uh, doing different uh, breakout sessions, things like that, and, and was very focused on uh, the idea of the nations coming to us and our opportunity uh, as more people come to North America from uh, other parts of the world, that that's an opportunity for, for all of us to share the gospel uh, with every tribe, tongue, and nation. And so uh, I, I think this is a great thing that has been focused on in the last few years, but I think having this conference, sort of getting everyone's attention on what it looks like, uh, is a really great step. All right, so that's going to do it for the news this week. Had a couple of conference wrap-ups, a trustee report, and uh, some news from the state. So not a whole lot going on. There's a few big things this past week, but not a whole lot going on in the convention. As we get geared up for September, which means executive committee meeting here in Nashville in about two and a half weeks. So uh, that'll be fun. i am already got some plans for that as well. Be over there uh, hanging out with uh, some friends from all around the country in the SBC. So hopefully get a couple of interviews as well. Uh, while that is going on. Amy, now that we're done with the news, that's going to bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. Well, we're going to go to 1978, uh, and it was a really a Baptist press whole issue kind of that was focusing on this one area that seemed to be emerging in churches, and that was senior adult ministry. Hmm. Um, 
And uh, this is something we see all the time now. Uh, I've been in churches where there's a very vibrant senior adult ministry, but it looked like at least at least it was a a new enough or a, a, a big enough trend. Steam was kind of gathering for it that Baptist Press really decided to dedicate an almost entire issue uh, to talking about this. But it was the first story that just got my attention. Um, the headline was Senior Adults Flaunt Young Attitudes drive, you know, and drive. And then the way it started was they ain't dead yet in Colorado Springs. (laughs) And then it said, nor have senior adults in Southern Baptist churches around the country given up the ghost. I mean, the, there was some real uh, rhetorical flair in this article, but they, they started, it, it started talking about the names of these senior adult ministries. Oh, wow. One was ADY for ain't dead yet. Oh, no. Um, one was teenagers. This reminds me of the Happy Rant episode where they I listed know. the single ministry name. <laughs> XYZ, Extra Years of Zest. Oh, my word. Um, young at Heart, Golden Circle. What? And this is my favorite one um, Mineral Club, Silver and Hair, Gold in Teeth. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. They do know that those are metals, not minerals. I. I don't know. Okay, I don't just know. checking. But it was it was talking a lot about how these these senior adult ministries they're taking cross country tours. They're you know returning to college. Uh, they some built of them. Branson, and then, and then it, yes, then it said, which I'm jumping, eternally grateful for, by the way. It said, but some of them were jumping out of their role as the subject of ministry and becoming ministers, continually finding ways to reach out with their newfound spare time. So it was talking about how they have um, sponsored Bible teachings and a Bible teaching and preaching ministry in St. Louis. They were uh, repairing clothes for distribution in Louisville. They were taking their time to serve the community around them. And so these senior adult ministries weren't just about uh, going and doing things together, but about really volunteering. And there was a great quote in there that said, people talk about ministering to senior adults. Forget it. Minister with senior adults. They're people. The only thing that's different is that they're retired and so they were um ready to go and help each other and help those around them so this entire uh issue really kind of got going um and then started talking about some of the things that southern baptist agencies were doing mature living magazine uh from the uh, sunday school board some that'd be like yes lifeway Uh, a few other things like that and uh talking about needs to address this maybe in uh, in seminaries at the time. So I thought it was very interesting. And you go through the, the rest of the issue, and there are a lot of other articles about retirement, about how church leaders can uh, reach out. And uh, I just thought that was unique because we see this. Uh, now it seems fairly normal, even if it's more of a volunteer-type uh, set up or a more organic group, you see this in churches everywhere. We had a very active one in, in Waverly. I think it was actually the joy group, just older youth. But anyway, so we had this in Virginia and I loved getting to spend time with them. So, uh, anyway, I just thought it was neat that in some ways it really was kicking up this week in Baptist history. That is amazing. I think you just picked that story just for those names. They did jump out at me. Also, in that issue, when it gets later to news, um, there was a story about a 
missionary who fell off of a roof in Colombia, but he fell on a five-gallon paint can, and it saved his life. So that story's in there, too. Everybody needs quite to painful. go check it out. All right. Well, thanks for that one, Amy. Fascinating stuff. And uh, I, I didn't really think about the birth of senior adult ministry. It makes sense, though, uh, if you think about it, uh, that would be around, the 78 would be around the time the greatest generation had gotten to yes. that retirement age. And, uh, you know, things, I guess, had changed, and senior adult ministry was born, and so was Branson thankfully. All right. Now, Amy, before we get to our resources of the week, do want to remind everyone about our sponsor this week, Designed to Lead, the new book from Eric Geiger and Kevin Peck. You can check that out at designedtolead.com. Amy, your resource of the week is? Well, since we were talking about senior adult ministry, I thought back to a book uh, that actually has been out for several years, but uh, uh, maybe some people haven't read it. It's a, a It was published by Leadership Network. And uh, it's by Amy Hansen. It's called Baby Boomers and Beyond. And it's really about uh, senior adult ministries and about really taking uh, older adults and helping them be on mission and be a vital part of Christian community. But Amy Hansen, back when this came out, uh, did a post for uh, Ed Stetzer's blog when I was working on that. And I remember just really loving her post. And so I went back and found her book. But here's what really got my attention, Jonathan that I didn't remember from six years ago when we were uh, getting her blog post ready. The title's Baby Boomers and Beyond, but the subtitle was Tapping the Ministry Talents and Passions of Adults Over 50. Okay. And I'm 40. Okay. And so just realizing... <laughs> that you're 10 years how, away from that? How close I am to the phase of a book that's about senior adult ministry. That was a little... That was a little striking to me. So wow. that's my resource. Everyone check it out. I think uh, it, it gives a lot to think about, but that's that's all I have to say about that. Okay. I, I won't even make any jokes. That one, you laid your soul bare for that one. I know. I know. I'm closer to 50 than my parents are now. So just really, yeah. Wow. Well, you're a lot closer than I am to 50 as well. Uh, so Thanks just for that. don't forget that. All right. So okay. my resource of the week is Austin Stone Worship. You can just check out all their albums at austinstoneworship.com. So Jimmy McNeil led worship last week at the ERLC National Conference. Dude blew the roof off of the Opryland Hotel. Just amazing job. And I know Aaron Ivey, who's the pastor of worship at Austin Stone, is going to be leading later on this fall at the For the Church Conference at Midwestern Seminary. So a lot of worship stuff coming out of the Austin Stone Community Church there in Austin, Texas. And uh, so I'm just going to list their worship website. They've got music. They've got all their team. Uh, they've got a huge worship ministry with interns and residencies, all kind of stuff. Uh, so check out Austin Stone Worship. Those guys are super talented and uh, just great guys. I, I know, I think you saw a picture of Jimmy photobombing me and Julie last week at uh, the yes. conference. It was pretty funny, but uh, dude, I mean, he absolutely killed it last week at the ERLC national conference. It was amazing. And I, I know Aaron Ivy is probably going to do the same up at the Midwesterns for the church conference uh, later this fall. Very cool. All right. That's going to do it for this week on SBC this week. Amy, I, I know you mentioned it at the top of the show. Football season is upon us. Your team is whom? I follow Vanderbilt. Very I'm much sorry. love Vanderbilt just from living in Nashville. But we're largely a Clemson house 
Uh, oh, that's right. Keith is a big yeah, Clemson fan. Keith that's is right. a, he graduated from Clemson. He is a Clemson family for years, spent all of his childhood going to uh, games and tailgating, things like that. So, And I went to my first Clemson game two years ago, I think, a year ago. I can't remember, to homecoming. And uh, it was a lot of fun. So more than anything, we really follow Clemson, but I also enjoy watching Vanderbilt. All right. Well, you, you, I'm just sorry that you cheer for the team in the wrong Death Valley. So, And one of these days, Southeastern will have a football team and the Gophers will take the field. Or maybe not. I can't wait. All right. Well, so talk to Dr. Dew and, and make that happen, Amy. All right. See what we can do. See what you can do. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week on SBC This Week. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. See you next week.